The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Scoot Henderson, what a name. Can't wait to watch him play in the association. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, Jim Rodriguez with you. Joining us now is Ricky O'Donnell from SB Nation. He's going to weigh in on all things NBA draft. It all gets underway tomorrow. And Ricky, Brandon Miller is now a huge favorite to go number two. I'm seeing minus 470. It seems like yesterday he was plus money to go number two. What is your take on what happens with this number two overall pick? Yeah, if it was me and I was the Charlotte Hornets, I would take Scoot Henderson. To me, the Hornets have the least talented roster in the NBA outside of LaMelo Ball. Obviously, there are some fit concerns, pairing ball with another point guard like Scoot Henderson, but I think they have complementary games to each other. Scoot is a much better rim attacker. LaMelo is a much better volume three-point shooter. Scoot's a better athlete. LaMelo is a better passer. So I think that pairing could work together. I do not think the Hornets are in a position to draft for fit. Miller is a tall 6'9 shooting wing. Would seem to be the easier positional fit for Charlotte's current roster, but uh, if it's me, I think Charlotte should take the better player. That's Henderson. All the buzz is on Miller right now. Miller may end up being the pick, but I will remind you that a year ago, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted that the NBA draft was all <laughs> lined up for Bobby uh-huh. Smith Jr. to go number one overall. And, of course, Paolo Bancaro ended up being the first pick at the last minute. So I'm not totally set on Miller being that second pick yet. It certainly seems like he's the favorite to this point, but to me it makes more sense to see Scoot go number two. 
so I'm going to be a little skeptical that the Hornets are actually taking Miller until they call his name. Yeah, Ricky, I'm with you 100%. I mean, I bet yesterday Miller plus 175 to go to, and he's, you know, minus 400 favorite to go to. But uh, then when I hear Woj, I, I keep going back to last year. I'm like, yeah, it was done, and it was day of done. So I'm not <laughs> buying any of that. Outside of Vic at one, are you set on anything? You're not set on two, on three. What about Amin Thompson? I mean, that seems to be, outside of Vic at one, that seems to be the across-the-board pick at four that everyone has. Are, are you set there? Love that fit, if that happens. I wrote a feature on the Thompson Twins at SBNation.com. You can go to the website and check it out. I'm a big believer in both of them, Amen and Asar. To me, Amen might be the best athlete I've ever evaluated in my 11 years of covering the NBA draft. It's not just his oh, first wow. step. It's not just his leaping, but just his ability to dart around the court so effortlessly. It's like the guy floats in the air. He glides. It's unbelievable to watch him play. He might also be the worst shooter of any guard I've ever evaluated. He has no mid-range <laughs> game, no spot-up three, no pull-up three. He's basically a one-level scorer. We always talk about three-level scorers in the NBA. Amen Thompson is a one-level scorer. He's a very good playmaker, an elite athlete. Oh, and by the way, he's six foot seven with a seven-foot wingspan, so he's the size of a small forward playing point guard. Uh, I would take him number four overall if I was the Houston Rockets. I think he's a tremendous fit with what they already have there. They have a couple knockdown shooters in Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. They have a good playmaking center in Alpern Shengun. So I think he makes sense there. The question is, how badly do the Rockets want James Harden in free agency? It wouldn't make sense to draft a men Thompson and then sign James Harden. If they draft Thompson, I think that that is sort of an indication that James Harden will not be returning to Houston. But I think the other player in contention at number four, another one of my favorite players in this class, Cam Whitmore, a big scoring wing, Villanova if Whitmore's the pick at number four you can expect Houston to give James Harden a huge free agency offer uh, I still think Amen Thompson is going number four though it's just too hard to read Harden's intentions and I think that Thompson is a really good fit alongside Jalen Green and Houston's backcourt hey Ricky what about brother Osser I mean I, I've seen some uh, some some propositions where maybe he could go uh, in the top five I've seen his 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 prop at five and a half over under where do you see brother Osser could he sneak in there at five to Detroit yeah I think Asar is phenomenal he's the better shooter than a man but he's still not really a good shooter he's a tighter more conventional ball handler and I think he's the better defensive player right now not quite as athletic and that's why uh, a man is considered the superior prospect Asar also is more of a shooting guard, small forward, while Amen is that supersized point guard. In terms of where he could get drafted, you know, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with Detroit Pistons beat writer James Edwards, and he seemed to think that Asar is going to be the pick at number five. I think the Pistons will be choosing between Jarris Walker and Asar Thompson with that pick. Uh, to me, Jarris Walker is a kind of a tough fit in Detroit because their starting center, Jalen Dern, is not a threat to shoot the ball or stretch the floor. If they do draft Jarris Walker at five, I think the Pistons are going to be really light on shooting and have some major spacing concerns with Jaden Ivey also in their long-term mix. So I would go with Asar. I think, like, actually, I would go with Cam Whitmore. But if it's who they're actually mm. going to choose based on where the smoke is, I think Asar mm. is a pretty good pick because he does have a little bit of shooting potential. He could give them another elite athlete, and he could just be – 
uh, more of a versatile wing defender than Jarrett. So I actually think Asar is going to go five. Uh, I don't feel super confident in it because the Pistons are kind of a wild card. To me, Cam Whitmore would make the most sense there. But supposedly, Whitmore had kind of an underwhelming workout in Detroit recently. Mm. I don't know if that's a smokescreen or if that's the truth. I think he's the best on-court fit of any available prospect. But a lot of buzz is going to Asar with the fifth pick right now. And uh, I think that, you know, that could definitely happen. I was just going to ask you that because I've been reading that Cam Whitmore could be a guy that could fall because he's had some poor workouts and you're obviously high on him. So what is your assessment of that smokescreen or why are you so high on him? Yeah, I don't understand why Whitmore would fall in workouts. He should be made for workouts. He's an incredibly jacked, incredibly athletic scoring wing (laughs) who can shoot. Those are normally the type of players who thrive in an open gym. I guess I'm a little bit more of a buyer of the jump shot on Whitmore. I think that he's definitely a better shooter than Jairus Walker, than Asar Thompson, uh, than a lot of the other guys whose names are going to be called in the top 10. And then athletically, he's just a totally elite athlete. No, he's not a men Thompson, but he's probably the next best athlete in the class after a men Thompson. And he's so strong at 235 pounds. He can play bully ball even on NBA players. Uh, The red flag for Cam Whitmore and his overall scouting package is that he's not a good passer and he doesn't have great court vision. So I'm not sure like how that would translate to one-on-one workouts. Like you would think he would thrive in workouts, but you know, the game tape, you could be a little bit more critical when he's missing open passing, passing reads. Um, I don't know what to make of his fall. He's also one of the youngest players in this draft, which I would think would benefit him long-term in terms of his draft stock. But maybe some of these teams want a guy who's more ready to contribute right now on that four-year rookie contract. So I don't know what to make of Whitmore's supposed slide. I think he makes sense for most teams. Uh, But the, the recent rumors are that he's sliding down the board. I think he's an obvious, you know, top five talent in this draft. I don't think he'll slide out of the top nine. Let's say Utah is his floor at number nine. Uh, of course, Utah is also reportedly trying to trade up because they have two first-round picks, nine and 16. I really like Whitmore, but you know we'll see how it shakes out on draft night. The, uh, the Nuggets, after winning their championship, one of their big role players was uh, Christian Brown down the stretch. And uh, some of the, the brass was talking about you know their mentality in the draft that you know, there were certain guys are making a, a strong stance, strong opinion for him. Like, hey, we we have a lot of talent here. Let's just let's add a winner here that can add to the culture that we already have. Do you think comments like that and in every league seems to be a copycat league with the most recent champion? Uh, do you think that can help Jordan Hawkins spot in this draft? I see him as going as high as 13, but also as, as low as uh, in the 20s. Yeah, I think what's going to help Hawkins is that he's one of the best three-point shooters in the class. He's a truly phenomenal movement three-point shooter. Uh, I, you know, evaluated him up close game during the regular season, and just the way he darts around screens and is able to square himself so quickly to the basket is pretty incredible. Uh, to me, though, he's a straight specialist. I don't think he really offers anything else other than shooting. He's not going to create off the dribble. He's not a high-level passer. He's kind of small. He's not going to defend. So I'm lower on Hawkins. I dropped a big board today at SBNation.com. I have Hawkins 35th. There is some thought that he could end up going 11th to the Magic if Grady Dick is off the board at that spot. 
and you know the NBA they they do love shooting. Certainly, you need to shoot just a certain volume of threes to even be able to compete in the NBA these days, let alone make them. So Hawkins can take and make a lot of threes. I don't see what else he brings to the table, and I wouldn't draft a specialist in the lottery. I don't know, like, you know, sort of where the over-under is for him right now or sort of where some of the numbers are, but in terms of uh, his draft stock, I think that he'll be a guy who goes higher than I personally evaluate him, and you can see the appeal. It's just that he's an incredible shooter. Hey, Ricky, I wanted to check with Anthony Black from Arkansas. I've seen his number eight and a half is over under there's been talks in that seven eight nine area what's your assessment in anthony black and where do you think he's gonna go old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast so the buzz on him lately is that washington likes him at number eight utah likes him at number nine utah might try to trade up past washington to get him so i think that uh you know i would expect him to go 
you know, before nine would be my guess. Uh, in terms of his game, he's interesting. He's a huge guard. I saw him up close at the NCAA tournament in Des Moines for their two games against Illinois and Kansas. And it's just like sort of stunning how big he is. He has huge legs. He's very strong, lower body. I think he's going to be a switchable defender in the NBA. He's going to be able to hold up against front court players because he is so large. My issue with Black, while he is an awesome defensive prospect, he just doesn't have much juice offensively. He, you know, isn't a great rim attacker, is a driver. He's not really a good three-point shooter. He's someone who's going to have to be a connective piece in the league, uh, and that's going to start with just improving his jump shot to at least be an average level. I don't really see him as a point guard in the NBA because I don't really see him being athletic enough to attack the rim and being able to run, pick, and roll. Of course, you know, I once gave this same analysis about Tyrese Halliburton, who proved me very wrong <laughs> and became an excellent NBA point guard. So what do I know? But my initial evalu- evaluation of Black is that he's not super talented offensively, but he's huge and awesome defensively. I would expect him to go in the top eight. I could see him going in the top seven. There's a lot to like about a big guard. His game just seems meant for the playoffs with that switchable defense. Uh, I'm a little skeptical of his offensive impact, but, you know, he's very young and he could still certainly improve on that end. Rookie, how are you expecting trades to affect this draft tomorrow? Are you expecting it to be busy or more of a quiet night? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of trades. There were so many rumors just last night before I went to sleep. There was a rumor that the Clippers are potentially shopping Paul George. I didn't see that one coming. There was a rumor that the Hawks could be looking to package DeJounte Murray with number 15 to move up. They traded three first-round picks for Murray just last year to get him from the San Antonio Spurs. So I thought that was pretty shocking. And really, this all comes down to the new CBA, which goes into effect July 1st. Teams still do not have a copy of this CBA, but we know one thing about it. There are much more punitive penalties for teams that pay the luxury tax. The NBA does not want three max stars on a team. Phoenix Suns obviously already totally disregarded this by trading for Bradley Beal, but that's the intention of the CBA. I think teams are really scared of it because uh, there's, you know, beyond just like paying more money in luxury tax payments, there's also other rules in terms of like what you can trade, what you can do with free agent signings. So I think that's the only reason the Hawks would maybe be looking to part with DeJounte Murray uh, one year after they traded him because he is due for a big extension after this season. Same with Paul George. He's up for a four-year, $200 million extension. He basically never plays. When he does play, he's really good, obviously. So I think the CBA throws a huge wrench into all these team-building exercises right now. I think draft picks are more valuable than ever. That could mean that a veteran star could be moved for what looks like lower value than they typically have. So I'm expecting there to be a lot of trades. The only thing is that I wonder if every team is scared to take on salary. You look around the league right now, and there's only eight teams with salary cap space. There's not a lot of rosters that can easily absorb a big money player. Uh, But I think there's going to be an incentive for teams to unload veteran stars on big contracts or draft picks, gain more financial flexibility, gain more cost-controlled talent in the future. I'd expect there to be a lot of trades on Thursday night. Uh, Rick? Ricky, less than a minute left. Uh, any players that uh, many would not expect to go in the first round that you're thinking uh, teams that have pretty set rosters uh, might take a chance on some players at the end? It's an interesting question. I, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name. Brandon Podzinski, the guard from Santa yes. Clara. I could see him going pretty high uh, just because he's a big guard. 
six five, six six, who can really shoot it, handle it, pass it. So, you know, you could sort of see him translating to the NBA, but also he's a down transfer. He was at Illinois, couldn't get on the court, went to Santa Clara, had a great season for them, ended up being a first round pick. So uh a little skeptical of down transfers in terms of their NBA impact. He struggled against higher level competition, but his uh, his skill set is pretty good in terms of his size. I kind of like Amari Bailey, too, a guard from UCLA. He was a guy who was a top-ranked recruit, played alongside Bronny James at Sierra Canyon in high school. And then I think evaluators mm. sort of fell out of love with him because he's not overwhelmingly athletic. He doesn't have a great jump shot. But I like him as a physical guard who's, like, pretty well-rounded in every aspect of the game. He can handle in the open floor. He can attack the basket and get to the foul line. He's a tough defensive player. So I like Bailey as another guy who can sneak into the end of the first round. Ricky O'Donnell of SB Nation. Love it. Great stuff. Thank you so much. And be sure to read his piece on the Thompson Twins. I know I'm looking forward to reading that and intrigued by where they go in the draft tomorrow night. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue our NFL divisional breakdowns with the AFC North and what to expect from the Ravens with Lamar back. That's right here on the BetQL Network. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.